Welcome. This is the Under the Ropes podcast, episode number six. If you are not familiar and you're going, what is this? This is part of the old podcast. So we have to, you know, starting in 2021, actually it was the end of 2020, we decided to break up the podcast. The regular one is focused, just ski and snowboard related. Well, this one is all the extra crap that we would talk about. So welcome. Yeah. Thank I liked it all baked in one, but it got too long. It got too long. So now we're able to break it out into into two different chunks. So, But it's your same pals, Mario and Brian. Mario, what's up? How much, man? I got another opera today. Another opera. So we'll get right into that. But thank you so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. Everything else is the same. Email us, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at skibumpodcast. Go to your favorite podcasting apps, rate, subscribe, do what you got to do. So Mario, let's kick this off. It's time for Opre Today. All right, Opre Today, I went a little local for me here down in the good city of Tampa, Champa Bay. Tampa Bay. Yeah, I don't I don't really like the the normal Champa Bay, but whatever. If you want to use it, that, that sounds great. Hey man, until like three years ago, it was Tampon Bay. So, yeah. you know, definitely Champa Bay is better. But I love the fact that they're winning at like the snow sport focus kind of things. You know, we got ice hockey and freaking football, right? Like there is a championship dog sledding team coming from Tampa. Ah, uh, that's coming. I'm writing it down. I did a rod Tampa Bay. I did a rod team. <laughs> we have these like magical snow dogs that come out of Florida. Dude, there's a lot of freaking, I see huskies, mountain dogs, like all over the place here. I'm like, we got a good crew. Let's see, see what we can dogs muster up. Time, you know, they'll be, they'll be dealing with that heat and humidity. Yeah. And then they get in the cold, they'll be like, they'll be running at optimal level. Natural conditions, they'll be fine there. You have to shave them down like little chihuahuas when they train him down there. Well, you got to put big friggin' coats on them so that it toughens them up. Can you imagine you just shaving down like chihuahuas when they're down here, just fucking bald ass dogs running? That's be horrible. <laughs> I don't know why I thought about that. And their hairs would grow back in time. They're like, oh my God, we got to put like like wigs <laughs> on these dogs for the Iditarod. Dog wigs. <laughs> you're putting wigs on and merkin. Full on, full on, do- full on merkin. Dog merkin. <laughs> what is a full on dog wig called? Like a, a durkin? A, dir- a dog. Merkin onesie. <laughs> it's like a, a hair onesie. That's horrible. <laughs> I could just imagine like a bunch of chihuahuas pulling a sled. <laughs> just a bunch of bald. Imagine a bunch of like, what that kind of dog? Is like hairless cats just pulling a sled. Like, what would that be Huskies, about? Right? Huskies and um, what's the other Husk- kind of dog we use? I know a lot of Huskies and Malamute. I don't even know what a Malamute is. I've heard of Malamutes, but. I think that might be the one that's a tiny bit closer to a wolf. A little bit more. Full on wolves. Tampa Bay wolves. They just come on out and just freaking boom. Wouldn't that be funny if there was, I'm sure, you know what? I'm I'm sure it already happened, but like there was an Iditarod team that just used all wolves and they went the wrong direction. They're like just going out and doing whatever they want. They're not going to listen to you. Ate the owner, ate the ate the person driving the sled, just whatever. And the dog, he got he got the liver. That's how you how, know the alpha is the alpha gets the liver. Ah, there you go. How about how about just um, oh, coyotes? Just a bunch of coyotes. 
<laughs> Throw them on a sled. You think they could pull a sled? They're pretty big. Yeah. Maybe. Mountain dogs. I think mountain dogs, like Pyrenees and stuff like that. Yeah. Like those. Mountain dogs. They're not going on any track. They're just going in the snow. Just yeah. plowing through like, oh, we got to go over that hill. Let's just go over it like rather than around. Imagine you get some like you come up to Chihuahuas. You get a bunch of like jacked Chihuahuas. <laughs> jacked Chihuahuas. <laughs> like little roided Chihuahuas. Just about those, there's that kind of pit bull, like those really jacked ones. Pit bull jacked Chihuahuas. Jacked pit bull with the Chihuahua. You have jacked Chihuahuas. Now, for the Iditarod dog, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> sounds very terrifying. It's like a Black Mirror episode. Exactly that with the Robo, the Robo jacked robo. Chihuahuas. So. <laughs> Now for the Iditarod, is it is it a weight thing or is it a number of dogs that's that determines who pulls a sled? Because think about it. I don't if even you know. Had ten huskies pulling a sled, or if you had like thirty chihuahuas and they were the same weight. Oh, I like you got a thirty chihuahua train going. <laughs> <laughs> like little dogs, rock they rule. Let's see race map history about. Let's see the about. What is the criteria for the Iditarod? Do you have to qualify? I think you do. Damn it. You got to actually race you before time. you actually go. For next season, we're getting prepared. No, we got to figure this out. Do you have to have a, Do they have to be dogs? Maybe they don't have to be dogs. Maybe they could be maybe cats. Maybe, I guess, wolves. Are they included? I don't know. Now, so if Ryan. If, if, is are wolves included? Well, if we're embracing diversity so much, why are we being diverse in our Iditarod dog selection? Exactly. Right? Get a bunch of freaking junkyard mutts and put them all together. That could be like yeah. the Bad News Bears Iditarod movie Aww, right there. These dogs are so cute. They have the musher profiles. Chilla. Oh, the doggies are so cute. And they're like work dogs. They're like, I don't even want to say hi to you. Just want to please. They want to get the job done. Like, I just want to run. Just get out of my way. All right, we'll figure that out. I got I to gotta find out the, uh, we're going to have the race application. I wonder if we can do it as humans. Can we have a human sled? <laughs> <laughs> hey, people do the, um, you know, they do like the uh, CrossFit thing. Like, why not that? Right. Right. Wear some boots. Just pull it mush. So there's musher qualifications. To be a musher? At least 18 years old, you must have been competed in a prior Iditarod or completed the Yukon Quest International Sled Dog Race prior to signing up for the Iditarod. Wow. Uh, felonies, yes or no? How do they feel about those? I think they turn a blind eye. All right, there you go. Weed? <laughs> I don't think they tested the weed. <laughs> Alcohol? While you're doing the race, you have to drink at least two glasses of something. I like that. Just whatever. Bourbon, just something. Yeah. All right. Anyway, getting back to the operate today. Yes. <laughs> we digress. Totally digress. Um, yeah. Uh, now I'm um, afraid I brought it up because you have this vision of like jacked pipple chihuahuas in my head that are bald and it's just freaking me out a little bit. At least six dogs, no more than 16. There you go. Six to 16. All right. Six to six. 
Why wouldn't like, everybody have 16? Like, yeah, that's like if you're doing NASCAR and like you could have two cylinders or up to 10. It's like, yeah. why would you race with two cylinders? Yeah. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Huh. Maybe you have some six dogs that are magical that like run like crazy. Like, why isn't there an X Games version that I did a rod? <laughs> that's right. Two person, like two dog, I did a rod. How about X, no person, X, two dogs? X did a rod. Yeah. How about dogs just running? How about <laughs> just, you know what? Do it in Mexico. Like have dogs all jacked up, coke, meth. Oh, you could pair that up with like running drugs and stuff. That could be pretty, that, that has possibilities. That has legs. Legs and tails. Legs and tails. <laughs> all right. I pray today. Holy crap. <laughs> Whew. All right, so I went a little local. I'm drinking Seventh Sun, which is a great brewery down here in Dunedin, um, Florida. Uh, Dunedin has like, I got to say, a ton of breweries. At least in one little area, there's at least five within like two blocks. I think in the total, like one to two miles, there's probably like 10 or so. And that's just totally talking out of my ass. I don't know the official number. <laughs> But there's a lot. Um, and they make some really good beers. Um, very surprising. But this this one brewery, Seventh Sun, I love it because it's just a chill little place outside of the main street. And a uh, nice place to hang out and make some good beers. Um, one of the big thing, one of the big ones they make, it's called Graffiti Orange. So it's an orange wheat. Uh, I don't like wheat beers, but this has it has like an orange flavor, and I love that one. Uh so that's kind of why I like it. And it's just got like other good beers. So what I have from them is the Headbanger IPA. So it is a six six 6.5%. So it's an American pale ale IPA. Uh, it's an IPA is what it says. But uh, yeah, 6.5, not too, not too heavy. Um, it is, it's pretty hoppy, but not like super hoppy floral uh kind of a little dank hoppy uh and sweet uh but has a clean taste and doesn't doesn't have a heavy heavy feel to it um i'm liking this one and i got this last week on valentine's day well this past weekend so my beautiful oh and i'm drinking it out of a lawson's sip of sunshine well double sunshine glass um but this I got on Valentine's Day uh, after going to brunch with Bottomless Mimosas. My wife and I. Oh, we saw the Instagram post. We know that was Bottomless Mimosas. We could tell. Oh, yeah. And we went to the uh, shady liquor store a few blocks away, and it was well worth it. And I got the, I picked this up there because they have actually a decent beer cooler at local beers. So um, funniest thing is uh, talking to my wife about it. She's like, we didn't go any. I'm like, oh, yeah, you, you don't remember we went to there in the taco place. Oh, my God. So it was a, a fun time. Let's put it that way. Fun time to be had. So just finishing these off. And uh, these are good. I like these. Nice. So if you're ever down in Dunedin, Tampa, down in Tampa, look for beers down here. Some good ones. How about you, Brad? All right. So talking about clearing out old inventory last week. Got some new inventory. Four locos? 
Not, not quite the four loco. I want to know when you're going to drink the four loco. Listen, we're all going to know when I drink the four loco. I'm not just going to. We got to call it. Matt. We got to call Naja Matt. Somebody's got to write a book about you drinking that four loco. We're going to have to have a video crew. It's going to be a. a, a we tasted it. The way you saved it. The whole thing. Important. There's a whole history behind the beer. It got relocated from one town to another. Like, so this past Monday, President's Day. I went skiing with our pal Rich from All About Apre. We decided to leave the butt crack of dawn and go to where do we go? Catamount Mountain. Oh my god! Catamount. I just had a Catamount Mountain. Mountain about it. Indy Pass. <laughs> yes, on the Indy Pass. Ah, oh, that's awesome! And I freaking love the Indy Pass. Indy Pass too. Uh, I know it's a little tricky and a little confusing sometimes because all the resorts on it have different procedures for some do reservations. Some say just show up. It's like having a season pass for catamount. They did 50 indie pass reservations per day. So it's actually separate than the regular reservation system. Cause we did it a few days before and, you know, president's week is a nutty time. It's one of the busiest weeks of the season, but we were able to get on there and there was still about 20 remaining, I think four or five days before the actual date. So we booked that. We went skiing there. We had a fun day. It was snowing. It was icing. It was doing a lot of different things. And Gotta love funny. the Northeast skiing, right? A little ice, yeah. little, just wake you up. It was, it was funny though. Cause the first trip up, nothing was happening. Second trip up, it was icing like ice pellets in the face. Third trip up, it was beautiful snow. And nice. it ended up being beautiful snow or nothing throughout the rest of the day. Lift line sucked. What are you going to do? President's Day. And yeah. it's funny, we were in the, as we were standing in line, we were trying to maximize our time. So we're looking for where are we going to go afterwards for our Apre beer. And of course, we had a little tailgate. We had one in the parking lot. Then we're like, okay, this there's a, a brewery here in town in, in uh, right next to the mountain. It was closed because it was a Monday. You know, one oh, of those kind of things. Yeah. So we ended up reaching out. Rich reached out to one of his buddies. He's like, what is the best brewery between here and home within like this radius? And there was actually a bunch of really good breweries in Newburgh and Poughkeepsie. Oh, Newburgh has been- a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And there was one we really wanted to check out called Zeus Brewing. But again, they were closed because it was a Monday. Mm. So we ended up going to this place and it was probably, and it was getting late. It was snowing. We, it was way far, too far out of the way. We ended up going anyway, but it was worth it because it was a great brewery. Tin Barn Brewing. Tin Barn. Chester, New York. And it was Chester. So basically, if you were taking 84 from Massachusetts through New York, you go past the throughway, which we would have taken south to get home. And it was, I, look, I remember looking, when you're looking at the map and you want a beer really bad, you go, it's not too far away. <laughs> but then you're driving, you're like, geez, we're really like way Look, it was out an of the inch way. on the map, and now it's like really far. And it was like icing out, and there's all these winter weather warning signs on like the uh, highways. We're like, oh, God. And Makes this the place, beer taste that much better. Very true. So we got there and it was about five Oh six. They closed at six o'clock. Unfortunately, the pizza, they had like, they made homemade pizzas there. What? That closed at five. So we just missed the homemade pizzas. Oh, that, that would piss me off. I think I might've lost my stuff there. But this place, it's beautiful facility. They have this giant 
tin barn. Obviously, the roof is tin. The corrugated is that what they call it? Not corrugated. Those like yeah. um, corrugated is the uh, the roofing. Yeah, wasn't corrugated the little crosses? When they no. corrugated, corrugated's a little wavy. Okay, that's what it was. Those Boom. that roof there. They had this cool tractor there, and it's like their hashtag is like turn left at the tractor. Nice, beautiful facility. Great selection of beers. So we had a couple there, and. One of the ones that I had there, I had a really good Imperial Oatmeal Stout. And luckily, I had the little tiny pours because I was driving. So I had two little, three little tiny ones. I love the tiny pours because you could try a lot without getting hammered. It's nice. Win, win, win. Yeah. I had to buy some beers there because I needed need something different. I need some fodder for the podcast. Well, you try it, then you buy it, right? Well, I bought one of the ones I tried. But then I went off the grid, tried something. Mm. I was like, ooh, that sounds really good. I asked the, the lady working there. She's like, that's, we just can this. This is really good stuff. We only sell it in kegs, right? This is called hypnotic oranges. Ooh. Now, as we all know, Brian has talked about it at nauseum in the app right today over the years of this podcast. I love big, gnarly, double New England IPAs. And this is exactly what that is. And Damn. it is super dank and it's really really orangey so if you like oranges nice. and hops uh i think it uses galaxy it says so it's like hoppy hoppy orange yeah it's hoppy orange and it's you know it, you get it on the, the bright side or dank it's you said dank it's right dank. yeah it's dank. dank but it has it has a little bit of the brightness so it uses citra and galaxy hops but a lot of orange and yeah. again it's if if that's your kind of wheelhouse if you like a Julius, if you like a, even like a sip of sunshine, it's the same kind of thing. It's mm. it's really tasty. Nice. Mm-hmm. It's anything like a Julius. Untapped's giving it a four point or a, yeah four point one five out of five. Damn. And I, I put it around there too. Damn. Now Tin Barn, they're pretty new. They've only been open since I think October. They were saying so. They're still a pretty new brewery. Beautiful site. Beautiful facility. Summertime, it must be awesome there. So, if you're driving down through the Catskills, maybe you went to Hunter, Chester, New York. Chester, New York. If you want to take a little, nice, a tiny detour, a little bit out of your way and hit a really cool spot, I would highly recommend Tin Barn. Back into the app right today. Back in. So, we have something from my Beer of the Month Club. Oh, boy. I was never a big fan of Beer of the Month Club. I don't think I really, you know, I like it that I've had a few months. That was my wedding gift for my brother-in-law, which is a big beer beer guy. So it was kind of cool that, you know, I got to say, solid gift, right, for for somebody. It kind of comes in, get a whole case of beer, the whole thing. And it's nice to get a little sampling of different beers, different parts of the country. This one is from Three Sheeps Brewing. And where are they from? They are from... They're Wisconsin, because you had them Wisconsin. last time. Wisconsin. Yes. And I had the Fresh Coast or whatever that other one was that I had last time. Pretty good beer that I had last time. This one's called the Bon Bon. So it is a chocolate milk stout. I got to say it's good. Like I compare it like my my version of chocolate milk stout starts with left hand you know, milk, milk stout and, and ends with that. So I look at that as like the model and then I judge everything from there. So this is good. Uh, not as frothy of a taste, maybe lactosey, but 
very rich, more more chocolatey coffee flavor. Is it very nitro or regular? Regular, no nitro. Regular. This is you know no protection. This is this is all full force right here. Five point five percent. So it's not like super super you know banging over the head. I like it. It's kind of a good dessert beer. Bon Bon. I like the name. Well, when I think delicious bonbons, yes, I think chocolatey and delicious. So, mm. and it's not too heavy. Sweet flavor to it. If you like sweet, I think you'll be okay with it. But if you don't like sweet, I think you'll be okay with it too. That kind of thing, right? Like it's sweet but not syrupy. So sounds good. Yeah. What I got? How about you, bro? So I am still drinking same beer that I had. Same beer in the episode. Yes. I'm still rocking my tin barn brewing hypnotic oranges. Nice. New England double IPA, 8.7%. Lots of orange. Galaxy hops, citra hops. Very delicious. It's an 8.7 percenter, which is why I'm still drinking it. Because That's a big one. Yeah. I will tell you, the other beer I have in my cooler here is also from Tin Tin Barn. Mm. It is Queen of the Galaxy, which is another New England double IPA, but nice. that one's a nine four. And Ooh. if I drank the eight seven and the nine four, <clears throat> when I hear my daughter wake up screaming, crying at two thirty in the morning, it's gonna hurt a lot more. So Not I gotta good. stick with the one beer. Yeah, yeah. You can drink that tomorrow at lunchtime, right? Maybe tomorrow at lunch, perhaps. There you go. There you go. Perhaps. And it's funny because my wife was pissed for me buying two four packs of beer because I was starting to get the fridge pretty cleared <laughs> out and I bring these two four packs. She's like, Oh, she's like more beer. She's yeah. like, I want, she's like, can you what please else just, put in there? Milk, like, water, like exactly. Beer. She's like, I don't have enough room for food. And she's like, why don't you just drink them every day? And I'm like, okay. I mean, do you, do you want me to, <laughs> do you want to be an alcoholic? Fatter and alcoholic? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently she does. And that means I'm not going anywhere, right? It's like, come on, Brian, not drinking enough beer. Come on, pussy. Come drink on, some more. Pussy. Why you gotta be such a little bitch not drink the beer in there? Yeah. That would be awesome. You get home and she is like, Brian, what the fuck? You still have the beer in there. I got you tampons you needed, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> you can stir your uh your protein shake with these. <laughs> come on. It's harsh, but you know what? Uh, Marriage is harsh. So there you go. It's tough love. That's called tough love right there. Tough love. <laughs> so while we're in the app right today, we got a couple of stories here. Fun ones. Yep. Fun ones. So first up, we have breweries and distilleries are taking over the Opry ski scene. So Continent Ash Traveler did a story and they're talking about how while Opry ski used to be packed with chalet bars and raucous dance parties and your ski boots, things have switched now and they're going to a little bit more curated, a little more like sophisticated uh, vibe where people are saying, hey, you know what? We are, when we finish skiing, we're not far from really good breweries. So I love the fact that people are looking at breweries and distilleries um, and saying, you know, why don't we go there for Opre instead of hanging out at some bar that may pour crappy beer and whatever. Well, it's a fun vibe, you know, kind of kind of looking at what we can get now. Uh, so they they named a bunch of places in different 
a bunch of breweries and distilleries in different ski areas. So, for example, like Jackson Hole, Wyoming, they mentioned Roadhouse Brewery. Um, they're saying experimental beers uh, is what they make a lot of, and they can be found here. So they're like, it's very interesting to go to. They're saying they also have food and they have a blonde ale fermented with champagne yeast and dig into a warm plate of white cheddar grits with shrimp and andouille sausage. I love shrimp grits. So they got me on that. I was like, shrimp and grits? And on Dewey Sausage at a brewery? Like, that's getting fancy. That's total fancified. You know, usually I'm used to like chips. Like, I love when they have like the little Christmas tree of chips and you just take the chips off. <laughs> Park City, they're talking about High West. Why not go to High West uh, Saloon Distillery? I mean, you're um, actually allowed into High West? I, you know what? I don't. I told the people in Utah when I was there last time that I don't believe it exists because I couldn't get in there three days in a row. So it's too crowded to actually have fans. That's what I think. Um, <laughs> but that's my take on it, just because I'm bitter. And if High West has a problem with that, maybe you can invite me to to go see what I'm missing. Um, yeah, High West. Hit us up. Yeah. at gmail.com. In your face, High West. <laughs> Uh, Breckenridge, Colorado. So they Breckenridge actually, I remember them being written up as they have a ton of breweries around. Um, but they have Breckenridge Pub and, Pub and Brewery. They have Broken Compass Brewing, um, Breckenridge Distillery. So there's a lot of stuff around there. Um, and my sister was actually just at Breckenridge because she lives she? in Colorado. She's Did like, she I tried days? skiing. It was actually fun. I'm like, <sighs> no shit, it's fun. I'm like, I've been telling you this for years. She's like, I've been doing cross-country skiing, and it's kind of fun, but like, downhill is actually even doing too. snowboarding. She was doing cross-country? She was. She did snowboarding originally, and yeah. then her her thing the last couple of years has been cross-country skiing. And I now, love the idea of it. I still haven't done it. She actually has, like, the cross-country, or the, yeah, like, the, the cross-country, like, the, the wheeled ones. Nice. Whatever they call them. Oh, yeah, yeah. So like skate skis, I think they're called or yeah. whatever. So she was using those this summer That's pretty cool. um, when she was around. Yeah. And then she texts me pictures of her in Breckenridge and I'm like, yeah, thanks. I went to Shawnee last week. Not great. <laughs> like, you know, Shawnee was similar. Let me, let me send you pictures of Shawnee. Sort of, yeah. I'll really make you jealous. I brought Benjamin. That's why I went to Shawnee. See, and then she was probably really jealous. Like, oh, I miss out on Benjamin. My womb was empty. I got nothing coming out of here. (laughs) That's on her. Aw. That's on her. All right, getting back to the list here. Uh, (laughs) Vail, Colorado had Vail Brewing Company, which, if nobody knows, because we've talked about it several times on this podcast, Vail Brewing Company, if you go out, you hit Vail Brewing Company, Rocky Mountain Taco, and then the weed shop, all in one shop. Now, magical. Now, it is magical, but it is not typical Vale. It's actually like Vale Eagle, right? It is. It's Eagle Vale. And that's our kind of town. Because Vale itself is just too fancy and too snooty and too Vale. Yeah. You go to Eagle Vale, that's our people there. That's where it's like, like dirty. It's like a it's little the, dirty. It's like where the lifties live. You know, it's where. It's a real town. It's the guy who runs the snowcat. I'm sure he lives there. You know, Dude, like it's Rocky Mountain Taco. 
I Rocky Mountain guys. Taco. And it, I, I think our sticker is still on their garbage can. Fuck yeah. As far as I know. So the best part is I went out, I had Rocky Mountain Taco found a place, and then you went out separately and you're like, God damn, those guys love us. <laughs> they love us. There's the weed shop there. Fuck and yeah. I was wearing my I have that's a, not uh, a nice weed shop. That's like an angry weed shop to me. <laughs> <laughs> it's the only weed shop I've been to that they're like, what the fuck you on? Yeah. Like, I thought I was in Jersey or New York again. Yeah. <laughs> That's but like the the Vale Brewing Company, their beers are super legit. Yeah, and I had on my uh, my sweatshirt with the High Fulton Ski Bum logo, and a guy I was at the bar paying my tab was like, "Hey man, like I know that I listen to that podcast." Like I'm like, get out. I'm like, well, I'm actually Brian. I'm the one who makes the podcast. And he's like, "Oh get my god!" He's like, "Dude, can I buy you a beer?" And I'm like, well, "It's like no, man. you can get me a taco." It's like I'm actually <laughs> kind of high right now, and I got to get back to my room. Kind of high right now. I'd like a taco. Things, How things about are, that? Things are kicking know. in, as they say, and I need to get back to my hotel now. Shit's <laughs> <laughs> about to get real. I'm feeling it. I got to yeah. get it home. I got to get out of here. That's awesome. But no, that place, the tacos were awesome at Rocky Mountain Taco. Vale Brewing Company's beers, super good. Yeah. Hey, don't go to the one in Vale Village. Don't go there. Go to the and one. I think this is the one they're talking about. I'm like, yeah, uh, they are. I don't know. Like, it's a little grimy. It's a little shady. It's dark. It's you're like, why are there no streetlights here? But if you weird. ask any Uber driver or taxi driver, if you just tell them, I want to go to the, where the place where I can get the brewery, the tacos, and the weed all <laughs> in one stop, they actually know where you're going because. Two, two, I had two cab drivers say, they're like, oh no, I tell everybody here, like, this is where you have to go. It has tacos, weed, and, and, and brewing. Like, why wouldn't you go anywhere else? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Then they have Steamboat Springs, they have uh, Mountain Tap Brewing, and they're saying this place, Colorado, Colorado Microbrewery, imported three retired gondolas from Killington, Vermont for the outdoor patio. Which yeah, they redid pretty, all the gondolas on the K1. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. They actually got some in, and apparently there's a big there's a big market for gondola collectors. I had no idea. That'll be next week when we talk about Utah, my trip to Utah. Yeah, because um, you well, you know, the big thing is if people are you know kind of trying to be a little more preppery, they're called gondolas. You put some couple of gun <laughs> turrets on there. You could actually get some, get some. The first line of defense is your gondola. Got like an AK outside there. Actually, like total, total freaking hilarious side note. I follow, I got to give a, give props to this guy on Twitter. Like I just, you know, we talked about on the last podcast. So if you have a really nice mansion, you have a few gondolas out front. And then when purge night comes, they turn into gondolas. Gondolas. Boom. I like it. So I gotta I'm, give a shout gondola. Out. I'm giving a shout out. Super 70s sports on Twitter. <laughs> he goes, You ever really stop and do the math on Ice Cube's day? Like, you know, that the song Today Was a Good Day? That yeah. really was a good fucking day. Kim beat them, <laughs> dropped a triple dub on some cats, went to Short Dog's house and won at Domino's, boned some <laughs> chick to tie up a loose end from high school, went to Fat Burger. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> so check this out. The best part about this is I was going through the comments there. Someone else found Ice Cube's Good Day. Clue one went to Short Dog's house. They were watching UMTV raps. 
Yo MTV Raps first aired August 6, 1988. Clue 2. Ice Cube single Today Was a Good Day released on February 23, 1993. Clue 3. Lakers beat the Supersonics. Oh. This guy actually found all the dates between Yo MTV Raps airing and the single being released that the Lakers beat the Supersonics. Damn. Clue 4. Dates of those Lakers wins over Supersonics, where it was a clear day with no smog. November 30th, 88, April 4th, 89, Jan 1891, Jan 2092. Clue five, got a beep from Kim and she can F all night. Beepers weren't adopted by mobile phone companies until the 90s. Dates left where mobile beepers were available to the public. Jan 1891, Jan 2092. Clue six, Ice Cube starred in the film Boys in the Hood that released late summer 91, but was being filmed mid late 90, early 91. And Ice Cube was busy on set filming the movie Jan 1891. Too busy to be lounging around the streets with no plans. Ladies and gentlemen, the only day where Yo MTV Raps was on air, it was a clear and smogless day. <laughs> Beepers were commercially sold. Lakers beat the Supersonics. And Ice Cube had no events to attend. Was January 20th, 1992. National Good Day Day. Damn. Boom. 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 How awesome is that? Someone did some... That's pretty fucking awesome. Real research to come up with that. And did they talk to him to find out if that was the day? <laughs> Donovan Strain is the guy's name who did this sort of research. So, goddamn yeah. Donovan, God bless you. And you know, in the song, he said, "I didn't have to use my AK, so he saved money on bullets." So I'm sure he put all that money yeah. he saved into his 401k. Bitcoin put his its 401 coin. Ice Cube's buying Bitcoin in 1991. That's how ahead of the game he is. Can you imagine that? It was about what ten cents each. Um, well, it was actually probably negative 20 years in existence, but you know, close enough. Same. You never know. He might've been talking to, uh, what's his face? Satoshi. Takama, Cube. Satoshi. Maybe Cube. Maybe Satoshi Takama, oh. Takamura. Taco. Jesus Christ. What is this? Iron Takamata? Chef? I was this Iron Chef. <laughs> <laughs> Satoshi Nakamoto. Nakamoto. I don't know. Nakatomi Plaza. So is that Moto? Nakatomi Plaza. Nakatomi. God damn, did we drop the bomb on that shit? Nagasaki. That's diehard. It's freaking diehard Nakatomi Plaza. God oh my God, damn. we're all over the place here. All over the place. We're showing our age. We're all over the place. Damn it. We're just, God damn it. Are we still That's in the Springs? What happened? <laughs> all right, so we're on... Uh, Sun Valley, Idaho. Sun Valley. Warfield Distillery and Brewery, located on uh, Main Street in Ketchum, Idaho. Charming Ski Town, that's also home to Sun Valley Ski Resort. Um, a lot of good stuff happened there. They have a uh, signature easy drinking German ale, uh, the Ketchum Kolsch. So I got to tell you, Kolsch's are becoming my favorite summertime beer. Kolsch's are really good, especially, you know, they're not. They got to be nice and cold. Got to be cold. Yes. If they're not like super cold, I'm not super happy. But like I said, that watermelon Kolsch I found last week or last summer. That was you, Mr. Watermelon Kolsch. Bringing that out. Watermelon Kolsch. I was thinking about those today, actually. I was like, you know what? This summer, I'm going to drink the F out of some watermelon Kolsch's. Because you can just walk down to the beach. Like, even if it's closed to COVID, you're just walking down. But like, I'm fucking sitting on the beach, right? I, I am. Burning ships at my job. I'm not. I'm going to be unemployable this summer. I'm just going to be sitting there on Zoom calls, yeah. just drinking beers. 
Well, I got to wait till at least June and then start looking for another gig and then tell people, fuck you and fuck you and fuck you, you know, just kind of selectively. And then, you know, people that can keep me employed, be like, Hey, you're cool. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. All right. Then um, we have North Lake Tahoe. We have Alibi L works truckie public house. So they're saying 15 minutes down the road from Squaw Valley and North North star ski resort, uh, in North Lake Tahoe, grab a seat outside it's heated beer garden, largest in town and order the diverse from the diverse beer list. So they're saying blah, blah, blah. Your dad's beer is an exceptional Pilsner. Wash it down with a house made beer, mustard and caraway sauerkraut. Dude, caraway seeds and your sauerkraut. It makes it. It sounds awesome. I, you know what? I don't like the caraway in the goddamn bread. Pisses me off. What about I the like the flavor, but it pisses me off. In sauerkraut, yes. Dude, I'm telling you, this is... Now, I learned something from my <laughs> mother-in-law's ex-boyfriend. He would make oh, his own oh. homemade sauerkraut, Jamie. All right. But what he did was he would take bacon grease. Start with that. Actually, he'd actually... Oh, yeah. He actually sought to uh, fry Dude, out the you bacon. you had me at bacon grease. Right? Fry out the bacon, put the bacon aside. Use the grease, saute the onions. Then you put the kraut in. You add the caraway seeds, and then you crumple up the bacon in there. And that is how you make the most bomb diggity sauerkraut. It's that so pretty awesome. freaking good. Oh, Why doesn't everybody make sauerkraut like that? Lazy, cheap, uninformed. There's lots yeah. of reasons, but that's how you consuming. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You know what else is time consuming? Going to the gym and having a beautiful body. That's, so do they make sauerkraut in China too now? Really cheap? Only if you get your anal swab for your COVID <laughs> will you be able to get sauerkraut. Dude, that anal swab, I saw it. It's like a four inch PVC pipe. It's horrible. I, I don't want to do that. Four inch, four inch diameter, <laughs> four inch diameter PVC pipe. I'm like, fuck that. I'm not going to Home Depot to get my anal swab. That's that's messed up. That's not even a story we're talking about, but we should be. If you haven't seen the anal swab COVID nineteen on the statistics on protocol, <laughs> yeah, dude, it is ridiculous. It is idiotic. It's it's got to be a troll. It's got to be a troll or like a South Park gag or something because there's no way. And the worst part about it is, it says it's better for children. If you're some kind of sick bastard who wants to anally swab children, you can just go fuck yourself in hell. Like that All I'm is saying just, is, you roll up on that on that line that you're driving through. You put your feet up on the dash and be like, "All right, just jam it in there. Let's go. I want the I want the good test. I want the China test. This is is this the Florida method for COVID nineteen testing? I'm just saying, if they're saying it's better, like let's go. <laughs> let's I want the it. best. Let's I want do the this. best. <laughs> let's do this. Mm. So yeah, that's how you sauerkraut, dude. Lake Tahoe. So this podcast will probably come out next week. It already have happened. Do you see they're doing NHL's doing two games in Lake Tahoe this weekend outside? Oh, fucking awesome. How cool is that? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. All right. You know what? I really gotta go back to Tahoe. Dude, Tahoe is so dope. The two guys from the trip I took two weeks ago that were from Tahoe and they were talking about stuff, and I was like, Yeah, that was a good trip we had. No. Yeah. That was a good day. Was I mean, it wasn't, day. it wasn't ice cube good, but it was, you know, Mario and Brian. Good. Oh, it was better than ice cube. Good. We had reds. Good. 
We you know had, what? and you know what? We didn't have to use our AK either. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a Blue good bird. Day. We had a little, I mean, Kim you know, didn't beep us, but you know, this sorry. time we'll do gun barrel. It was a gun barrel. Yes. Yeah. Fucking gun barrel. We're going to plow, plow down. Drip gun down barrel. Yeah. Just throw the knees to the side. Just, just like ACL sh- for everybody. Sh- just pow. I'll be like making it rain ACLs. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking full down gun barrel. Full down. Tuck. Triple tuck tuck. <laughs> One thing, if you're not into going out or going to a distillery or a local craft brewery for your apres, the good folks at Tip Top, they have another option. They offer canned cocktails. Nice. There was a time back in the early 2000s, and I remember because I was probably my heaviest drinking period of my life at that time. Look at you. There was a time where all the big liquor companies were starting to come out with their own mixed drinks. Yep. So it's been the whole, like that Smirnoff ice stuff started. There was a captain and Coke, like bottled, like Kempthick together. Oh yeah. They did them all. Like a beam and Coke, Jack and And then they did the Lynchburg lemonades and then all the other shit. Like, yeah. And then eventually Ipso et facto, and then became the whole white claw. But these folks at Tip But Top- actually, I will say this. If you want to have a Moscow mule at a bar, sometimes they have the Moscow mule tap now. I think that's sad because mm-hmm. it's really not much to make a Moscow mule. Just saying. It really isn't. And you know what? There's no way it gets better when it's sitting around in whatever sort of device it's sitting in. It's just weird. So it these folks, fresh. so the good folks at Tip Top, they're called Tip Top Proper Cocktails. They have a couple of different drinks available in eight packs of cans. So they have nice. a, Man- a Manhattan, a Negroni, and an old-fashioned eight packs. Now, I like that. Negroni is sold out. Really? Don't even, don't even try to get it. See, Negroni's not too bad. It's only a few things. You just got at the bottles and it's equal parts. So you equal parts it down to like not. It's saying dry gin, red bitters, sweet vermouth. Yeah. Is that sound accurate? Uh, which the red, what they say? Red bitters? Red bitters. Yeah. So that's the Campari. I think it's Campari. Okay, but they probably can't use the brand itself, right? It's kind of like a generic. Right. Term. So when we're in Italy, that's what Mel and I drank. We're just like, bam, it's gin, Campari, and vermouth. Like, let's roll. But it's equal parts. So, like, you get that set, and you just use it for Negronis. Like, here's your Negroni set. Like, just drink them out. <laughs> when you get to old-fashioned Manhattans, the annoying thing is you need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and a lot of that. And it's like... Well, no, I mean, Manhattan is really just rye whiskey. It says sweet vermouth, but I will be honest. I have shifted my my taste gauge. I like a perfect Manhattan. I like a little bit of sweet vermouth and a little bit of dry vermouth. Ah, there you go. Bitters. But I also like my fancy Luxardo Maraschino cherry in there. That's where I'm going to the can. <laughs> They're not going to have that in my Manhattan in this can here. And also, know. the old-fashioned, you know what? I will tell you. I guarantee you this old fashioned is not going to have the burnt piece of orange rind like we got when we were in Jackson Hole. 
That goddamn that hotel nice. we stayed at. Very nice. The cabin place where everyone got their own individual cabin. Where we had the bar at the hotel. This guy must have made more old fashions the week that we were there. That was his thing, he man. Made him the so entire great. year. Dude, he put like, and then you know what I loved? He used wooden matches. He didn't yeah. use like the cheap. He's like, fuck that. I need the wooden match. Wooden matches. He yeah. lit the orange rind. He would put it out. He'd put it in the glass. The smoke would go in there. He would mix the cocktail. They were the best old fashions I've ever had. Yes. And that's why they were worth 14 bucks each. Right. Dude, I would happily <laughs> pay 14 bucks for a so goddamn good thing. Fashion. Like after you take it from the can, it's nice to freshen it up from the can. And then it could be awesome, right? Like you gotta just and we're back to the anal that. swabs again. You're gonna anal you know, swabs again. Freshen up the can. <laughs> freshen up the can. <laughs> Make sure you take a shower before you get anal swab. Yes, please, <laughs> please. Love of God, health. If you love healthcare workers, we are not animals here. <laughs> what the hell is the name of our hotel we stayed at? Do you remember in Jackson? The Rendezvous. The Rendezvous. We were rendezvousing. It was great. Ah, the rendezvous. There it is. Rendezvous. Rendezvous. No, are you sure it wasn't the Rustic Inn? No. No, rendezvous. Rendezvous. I'm seeing Rustic Inn, uh, maybe. Now we're further down. Rustic Inn. No, I, think it was, I think it was the Rustic Inn. No. Yeah, Rustic Inn Creekside Resort. Yes. The Rustic Inn? Rustic Inn. It was Rustic, and we were in there. We're in there. Like, it was like nice cabins. Like, it was Dude, weird. It was awesome. That was such weird, an awesome, awesome. It was very weird, but very awesome. Yeah, because it's got all the individual little spots. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool. Wait a minute. I remember that spa. What the hell was that spa? Seven Don't, acre nature preserve? Yeah, any of that shit. Maybe that weird. Out, this is definitely the bar. Yeah. Is that? Ah, that bar was so awesome. I'm looking at it now and I'm just I'm I've got a little bit of a tear. <laughs> you know what sucks? Like I I just I wish I could afford to live in Jackson Hole. Stupid ass Jackson Hole and all these rich Silicon Valley dickheads buying their second, third, fourth, ninth houses there. Yeah. Why should they have nine houses <sighs> when I had I don't even have one owned house? How about that? Why, what service are the folks from Silicon Valley providing that's greater than what this podcast provides? Exactly. Education, laughter, nothing. There's no education out there's, 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 there's mind control. Money. That's all. There's making money, mind control, manipulation. Dude, you gotta uh, watch the video at the, at the hotel right now. This rustic inn. I don't know where they found this model, but well played. No, I'm watching it now. I'm seeing the the everything Wait till the pool part. Wait till the pool part. Oh, I'm watching the... That was the... Uh, I'm looking at Buffalo. Looking at Buffalo? Yeah, now the horse riding, now the biking. <clears throat> scenery, scenery. You may have gone too far. Geyser... Rock climbing. What the fuck we got oh, it's now? Coming, oh, it's coming right after the rock climbing. Don't you worry. Oh, okay. Rock climbing. Yep, yep. Scenery. Wait for it. 
Way for oh, it. there's the massage. Oh, oh. And there's the money shot right there in there the spa. Is. Yeah. Got a little starlight magical. <laughs> 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 and there's the pull. Booyah. Right? That's the goddamn. That's the. That's the pool. There's the payoff. She wasn't there. She was not there when we were there. No, no. That was the chick that was saying, this is so weird because it is not perfect conditions. I don't know if we can ski tomorrow. Yeah. I think that was her. (laughs) There's no pictures, no videos of Ronit getting out of the the, uh, skiing pool. Puts the lotion in the basket. <laughs> oh, they said the silence of the land place. You hear about that? They're gonna. That's gonna be an Airbnb theme thing. It's gonna be like the fucking. <laughs> you sit in the hall. Somebody uh, lowered down some lotion. <laughs> it was very mean. Would you like to sleep? Would you like the bedroom in the regular bedroom or in the in the <laughs> in the um, the hole? <laughs> it was very mean, but I'm not apologizing because it made me fucking laugh. And you know what? <laughs> Laughter is healing. You know what? If if they can get back to us, that's fine. I will know they're listening. That would be great. Um, if not, I don't give a shit. So it's great. I am completely out of fucks to give. <laughs> wait, 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 I have some in my pocket. No, no, no. Oh, oh, I don't have a like, single one in my pocket. Just like an anal swab. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> no anal yeah. swab. No fucks to give. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, don't touch it. She's hammered. All of a sudden. <laughs> oh, about a size 14. <laughs> oh, it's so much fun. Being an that was the asshole. only chick I ever knew that lost a passport on a fucking plane because she was so hammered and it fell down a seat. And we're all sitting there, like 50 of us, wondering what the fuck is going on. And she was one of the leaders. She was she was a trip leader and they had her walking back onto the plane like they were going <clears> to <throat> kick her out of the country because she didn't have her passport. And then she broke a sign while she's taking a picture and we all had to pay money for that. Remember that? Like, oh, that was a nightmare. Yeah. It's just weird. This is weird shit. Yes. See, there's a lot under the covers. When we're doing this podcast, there's a lot under the covers. This is why we need to have those get-togethers with other listeners and friends and just go hang out and chat and share these stupid stories with them. And make more stupid stories. That's what and we got to do. more stupid stories. Because stupid stories are like, they're bound. They're everywhere. So, Mario, you were a fan of the Negroni, correct? I love the Negroni. Love the Negroni. So, with that in mind, we're going to go under the ropes. <laughs> Aunt Jemima is changing its name. The Aunt Jemima thing just pissed me off. Oh, I know. You're a, you are a big. I'm a waffle eat motherfucker. You are a waffle eating motherfucker. And you know I what? I say the 14 year old in the house, he eats, he eats syrup like. Like you eat water. Like you have to go get a case of water. I have to go get syrup. Like, Jelly oh my God. syrup. 
it's like I look at the list, like we got to get syrup because that's we're out of syrup. I'm like, oh, I keep forgetting we're out of syrup. Like it's it's like a fucking problem here. Yeah. So yeah. what's going on with Aunt Jemima? So Aunt Jemima, because Quaker Oats got a lot of pressure from whatever movement was going on or whatever other movement on top of those movements were going on, yada, yada, yada. Now they're changing. Aunt Jemima, long criticized as a racist culture of black women stemming from slavery, will be replaced with Pearl Milling Company name and logo on the former brand's new packaging. Well, let's let's take a let's take a, a pause for a second. This is now, so weird. Quaker Oats Company, which has a racist Quaker as their logo. Yeah, is, well, is anyone, but he's anyone, white. They're is white. Anyone protesting weird, the douchebag Quaker guy? No, nope, nobody cares about that guy. How do we know he's not Puerto Rican? <laughs> if he's Puerto Rican, I'm deeply offended. He's Quaker Rican. <laughs> he's Quaker Rican. How do you know? Like, if, if you're Puerto, Puerto Rican, Rican, you can't be a Quaker. Like what the fuck? But now, wait, are any Puerto Ricans Quakers? I want to know. Now I want to know. I'm getting offended that no Puerto Ricans are Quakers. How many Puerto Rican Quakers are there? That's right. If you can count them on one hand, fucking reparations. That's all I'm saying. Quakerations. <laughs> Quakerations. I want O's for a year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just fucking oats. That's it. I, I just I don't typed want in. I want fresh oats. I just typed in Puerto Rican Quakerations, <laughs> and Google's like Google just misfired. It's like ah, it no like, one's ever requested this. I don't know what to say. I I, I don't know. <laughs> How do we breach this subject? We don't know what you mean. We don't know. You gotta type no it result. in like twenty million times, and then they'll be like, "Oh my god, there's a big story." So check this out. There's actually a conference. For Quakers in Puerto Rico. Get the fuck out of here. Dude. Uh, when is it? FTCQuaker.org. Um, it was last year. But fuck. I'm sure they're going to have one this year, too. FTCQuaker.org? FGCQuaker.org. You can actually... There is a friends... I guess Quaker friends meetup groups. Yeah. I, I don't even understand this. Discover awesome. Quakers. So that and the Puerto Rican ski team, we're going to meet talk about shit. <laughs> Now, if you're a, if you're a Quaker Puerto Rican skier, you're just a unicorn. That's there's one. There's one can't, person. Can't we become Quakers now? Like, or you have to be born into it? I think I don't can, know how it works. I, I don't know. Apparently, Richard Nixon was a Quaker. Was he? James Dean was a Quaker. God damn! Adolf That's Hitler what? not a Quaker. <laughs> was a Quaker too. <laughs> he's, just, he's a Quaker. You know, he was black, Quaker, like Ice Cube, everything. Also not a Quaker. Also, not, God damn it, not a Quaker. So Actually, I'm a Quaker and not Quaker. I went down some crazy rabbit hole about like uh, the Mennonites. Aunt Jemima a Quaker. If she's part of Quaker Oats, I, I I'm just maybe. saying, right? Quaker, not Quaker. What the hell are Quakers anyway? All right, here we go. Also called Friends. Mm, weird. Okay. Belong to a historically Christian denomination known formally as the Religious Society of Friends. Members of the various Quaker movements are all generally united by their belief in the ability of each human being to experientially access the light within or that that of God in everyone. Huh. All right. There you go. That sounds nice. Who wouldn't want part of that? Well, my wife, her parents were, or dad was a Mennonite. 
dude, I, that's what I was just going to get into. I looked right? up Mennonites. So Jonathan Taves, the hockey player, yeah. he's a Mennonite. There's like a sure. whole list of Canadian, like famous hockey players who are Mennonites. So I think the Mennonites are almost like the northern version of like the Pennsylvania Dutch. Like I don't the know. Amish, yeah. Like the Amish. I, I, I don't exactly know. Like, and I've asked her, she's like, I don't know. Like they sold a farm when she was little. So she has no idea. But I think it's a lot more like stoicism is kind of their part of their belief system. Like you're not so going to be a little whiny bitch. You're not going to be an asshole. So he was Mennonite. So I think they descended from Germans. Mm-hmm. And what happened, uh, World War II happened and he knew German. So her father went to fight in the war for Canada and was a translator and all the other stuff. When he came back, he was kind of ostracized because he knew German. Here's a person that came from Germany, settled in Canada before World War II. World War II happened, went to fight for Canada, came back, was ostracized because he knew German, never taught the kids German, and was like, fuck that. I don't want to have any of my German history because he was so brutally ostracized. It's not fucked up. Really fucked up, yeah. She's like, no, he spoke clear German, but didn't speak it to the kids because he was afraid to speak it in public after the war. But anyway, so I think it's kind of like, I think Amish or Pennsylvania, I don't know which ones are, were, were German descent, and then they settled here. So, so 500 years ago, a group of Menno Simmons in northern Germany created a Christian denomination of the Mennonites. They were hmm. persecuted for their pacifism and Protestant connections, which forced them to flee several European countries. Today, Mennonites live all over the world, though many still in areas where their ancestors settled and have developed a culture of their own. Many have similar surnames and can trace their lineages back several generations and have fondness for fried and preserved foods. Awesome. (laughs) Most of all, they have become known as hardworking, honest people who have strong sense of community. Aw. There you go. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So when she was growing up, I think when she was growing up, they had sold the farm, but supposedly they had a freaking huge farm and none of the kids want to work it. They were like, it's a lot of work. I'm not going to do it. So times change, right? Yeah. Lazy bitches now. But then Pepsi bought Aunt Jemima. And is that wrong that they bought Aunt Jemima? Let me ask you that. Well, they didn't buy. They didn't buy her. Whoa, whoa, whoa! They bought Aunt Jemima. That was the brand (laughs) and the person on the label. That's fucked up. So you remove Aunt Jemima. So you're basically taking a black woman's job away. You're taking her off the label. She was on the label. Was Was. anymore? What you put? Uh oh. (laughs) Oh no, say it. I can't even. I can't even, I can't even fucking say it. I yes, can't. You can. Under the ropes. Anything's possible. God, God you put like fucking Whitney Houston, little Kim, there's somebody on there. Is that bad? <laughs> little Kim would be, that would be awesome. I'd buy that goddamn syrup every damn day. Goddamn. Whitney Houston. Like, like 1996, little Kim as the bottle. <laughs> I'm there. He'd be like a little more voluptuous. 
like a Megan the Stallion as like the new. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> this is fucking stupid. It's called Pearl Mining Company. I don't want to eat Pearl Mining Company syrup. It sounds stupid and ridiculous and institutional. Aunt yeah. Jemima was like, fucking Aunt Jemima made the syrup. I'm going to eat the syrup. I don't know. Well, I don't know if you follow the Babylon Bee. They are hysterical, satirical <laughs> site. They you had a whole thing them, last yeah. year. They have, it shows Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, Lando Lakes, and Apu from The Simpsons. It says, activists fight racism by driving all people of color out of pop culture. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. You're just you think about the undertone them. of what's happening. This happened. All I know is they better leave my sweet, buttery bitch alone. Mrs. Butterworth is next. I she's done. Love Mrs. Butterworth. I know you do, but she's gone. Like I mean, she's when she, she was dancing with Colonel Sanders on that commercial. I was like, "This is fucking awesome," because <laughs> they had a a that's chicken and waffle, chicken and waffle, waffle with the Mrs. Butterworth on there. Awesome, beautiful. <laughs> they were dancing yeah. to uh, what was it? Uh, <laughs> Dirty Dancing song. They were like. Hungry eyes. He did the uh, he did the lift with her. He did the yeah. Aunt Jemima lift with Colonel Sanders. Yeah, CG like, Colonel Sanders. Wasn't it Hungry Eyes? <laughs> no, it wasn't Hungry Eyes. It was uh, no. Time of My Life or something time like that. Yeah, it was funny. There was uh, I forget if it was like one of those satire sites. Like they're changing Aunt Jemima, and it's going to be Gail. She's a a black female who likes. Pancakes sometimes. <laughs> there you go. And sometimes pancakes, kind of sometimes waffles. That's yeah. right. It might be a Q person. Just yeah. how about this? You just put pancake syrup on it. That's it. That's all. That's all you got to do. Put pancake syrup. Dude, I haven't bought Aunt Jemima in forever. And not because it's racist, not because it's anything. It's because it sucks. It's all high fructose corn syrup. Just put high fructose corn syrup on the bottle. And then that would be the red bottle. The other one would be the yellow bottle. And then the generic would be another color bottle. It's like, fuck Quaker Oaks and their shitty products. Yeah. You know? How about this? How about you call it Quaker Oats syrup? That yeah. actually works. There you go. But they might as well call it go fuck yourself syrup because I'm never going to buy this thing. Yeah. It's, this is it's not going to stop. This it's is just weird. Get Pearl old. Mining Company. Like, yeah. Washington Football Club, like really, like yep. Is there are they a soccer club? Because that's the real football. Like, oh no, they play actual American football. Like, maybe they need to add American to their name. I found a recipe recently for almond flour pancakes, and they're actually fast to make. They're delicious, and they're not. They're way healthier than Aunt Jemima's crap anyway. So, oh, dude, I do Kodiak cakes these days. Yeah. It's all Kodiak. You go to Costco, you buy the giant fucking three pound box of them. And you just, ah, Melanie used to make them like mixed in with the other pancake mix. But now she's like just full on just Kodiak cake. So it's all good. I actually found the article. It's from the onion Quaker. Nice. Oats. This is, this was a year ago. They put this out. Quaker Oats replaces historically racist Aunt Jemima mascot with black female lawyer, who enjoys pancakes sometimes. It's called Sheila. Ah, <laughs> oh, awesome. But yeah, see, parody, 
has become reality at this it point. It really is, yeah. That tire has become reality. So it's just ridiculous. Just, I'm just wondering what's next. To what levels will we go, right? It's, it's everything. Everything is going to be castrated, generic, decimated so, of any personality, mascots, brands, team, color, team names. Are you, you going to be able to say something's black or something is like not the color of white? Like, whoa, you can't even say white. Like, what, what can you say, right? Like, if you're a graphical designer, how do you even talk about colors right now? It's fucked up. You can't. Everyone's going to have a saying. friggin' panic attack and go to HR. And Oh, my God. You had me in a whirlwind when you said that was, what was, oh, oh crayons. Crayon colors. Remember they used to have, like, um, China yellow or something like that or China <laughs> really? red. Right? Like, it's like, what the fuck? Like, it's got to be, like, I'm going to look it up right now. Like, racist Crayola colors. Uh. Oh my God! Racist Crayola color names. <laughs> India red, remember that? Indian that's red, I remember. Racist. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna be racist. Oh, and then Crayola. Oh, There's a whole thing with their skin tone shades. Uh, well, All you right, know what? There you go. Flesh was no longer peachy. <laughs> Russian blue received an icy treatment, so they changed it to some icy name. India red was so Mr. Indian red was misunderstood. And then eight colors got waxed off. They're saying, oh, because so they had blue, gray, blue, uh, green, blue, lemon, yellow, maize, orange, red, orange, yellow, raw, umber, violet. So they were replaced with new generation colors, including cerulean, fuchsia, dandelion, which were considered more bolder and vibrant. So there you go. Yeah. Well, weird. speaking of weird and crazy, behold the 3D printed cruelty free ribeye steak. Mm. So there is a company called Aleph Farms, which is an Israeli food laboratory. They have made the world's first 3D bio printed ribeye made from real cow tissue. We say tissue. Like, what exactly is that? Well, they said despite the fact that no live animals were hurt or killed in the process, the breakthrough follows the company's initial leap into the lab-grown meat industry. In 2018, when they debuted the first ever slaughter-free steak through 3D printing was not used at that time. Hmm. Israel's food science industry has pioneered the lab meat industry as of late with food science companies such as Aleph, who also recently grew meat in space, as well as future meat technologies and redefined meat, developing cruelty-free alternatives within the nation's borders. Hmm. The process of printing meat may begin with plant-based ingredients or in the case of Aleph's steak, real bovine cells that have been cloned and cultivated in a lab setting. Wow. The four primary cells that make up meat, muscle tissue, fat, blood, and support cells, create the quote-unquote ink used to print the steak. We recognize some consumers will crave thicker and fattier cuts of meat, said Aleph's CEO, Didier Tubia, in the statement to Daily Mail. This accomplishment represents our commitment to meeting our customers' unique preferences and taste buds, and we will continue to progressively diversify our offerings. They said this could arrive in supermarkets in the next two to three years, pending USDA inspection and approval. 
That's weird shit. It's super weird. So they're gunning uh, to have this in within five years from their 2022 soft launch, which is faster than the new generation of plant-based meat substitutes. Uh, which is like so like impossible burgers and beyond meat yeah. they rely on plants <clears throat> design a meat like product so this is a little more complicated a little more involved so the 3d printing from what they the components they believe make up a steak right muscle tissue fat blood and support cells right how did they pick the cow to take the cells from <clears throat> But they're not growing it. They're replacing it with a plant-based thing to replace it with, right? Well, they're cloning whatever they pulled from that one cow to make new cow. So then it's not plant-based. It's just no, this is actually cow. Yeah, this is actually real cow cells. cells. Yeah. Wow. I guess they s- separated the cells out and... I don't they have an algorithm to make it seem like a real steak. How crazy is that? Now, what kind of, I mean, I get it's they, their whole thing is like slaughter free and they use that word slaughter a lot because it sounds so horrible and, and terrible when you put that word in there and they're selling their product. Yeah. I wonder what sort of weird, again, if you're using the cells from a particular cow, if you're cloning it, does the soul of the cow live in that cloned cell material? Hmm. And is that cow going through hell every single time you clone them and eat them? Oh, wow. That's weird. It's weird. Is that like going into like a vortex of hell. It's kind of weird, right? I don't know. I've just thrown that out there. What I'm thinking is if you have a steak and you like it today, can you go the next week and have the same exact steak? Cause they could print you the same exact steak, right? right? You could have the same exact steak. Give me the brine special, my custom curated, the one, the one steak that I love, just print that one out, throw it on the grill, same temperature and everything and cook it. And you could have that same experience every time. Wouldn't that be kind of nice? That, that might be kind of nice. I mean, every day. I'd be having ribeyes like four times a day. But the same ribeye. The every same. Time day, right? Goddamn Not ribeye. just ribeyes, but the same ribeye. Yeah. I have no problem with that. Very cool. That's crazy, though. I definitely want to try it. I mean, I don't know. I prefer real ribeyes, but, you know. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. All right, let's finish it up, Mario. Hop on your bike. All right, last but not least, I'm looking at this thing. I was looking at the video of them making the bike, and um, yeah, this is pretty crazy. Uh, So it's an ice bike with circular saw wheels, and they're not just regular circular saw wheels. They kind of went through that, and... They are pretty big cutting wheels that are on a bike and you pedal it out. I guess they could, it would be terrifying if they put this like on like a motorbike, <laughs> like that thing going, like you'd spin out and just freaking pretty crazy. But uh, 
Yeah, it's a bike with circular saws for wheels. And you pedal it out on ice. And I guess it's for areas that are just frozen over, you know, Michigan, Canada, like just where ponds and lakes are frozen over. You're just riding across. Uh, it looks pretty cool. It looks like a actually pretty good idea, especially for those areas rather than riding a fat bike or something. Cause it's still ice and this thing will just like chomp right into ice. Yeah. I remember looking at this picture being like, is this even real? Is that possible? I thought it was fake. And then I saw them build it and a dude riding it. And I was like, that makes sense actually. Yeah, I mean, because think about what do you what do you need in ice and snow that you don't get on a regular tire? Traction, and what's going to give you traction? Exactly. Giant ass saw blade. And you're not sliding. You just you just have saw blades for wheels, because you're literally riding over like a pond of ice. Yeah, but here's the thing: you get off the ice and you can't really ride into the street because. Who's going to let you ride into the street? <laughs> it's great for riding across the ice, but then you got to switch bikes or something. Yeah. I don't know. Weird. Weird hey. good. Well, if you're going out to your, your favorite little ice fishing place, this might be the perfect way to get you there, right? A little ice yurt. We got our yurts on the ice. ice Instead yurt. of ice fishing hut, ice fishing yurt. There you go. I'm pro yurt. Pro yurt. <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps it up for the week. Thank you so much for listening. Check us out, skibumpodcast.com. We're on the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, untapped at skibumpodcast. Send us an email, skibumpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Stay high, stay fluting. See ya.